So after that was a tough year. Um, you know, we had our church behind us. Most of all, um, that, it, was, it was Christ that got us through that whole time. We just leaned on him 110%. And uh, boy, I tell you, he just lifted us. Dave Haugen is one of those people that are hard to forget once you meet them. I got to know Dave on a men's mission trip to Tijuana through Chapel Hill. We became good friends and consequently led several teams for the high school Mexico mission trips. He and his wife Tracy have blessed many others through their own personal tragedy, which you will soon hear about. Hello and welcome to the Hill Stories podcast, a space to tell the God stories unique to the people at Chapel Hill Presbyterian Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. I'm your host, Dave Wilson. Today is uh, a special treat for me personally. This is someone I've known for several years, and maybe I did push a little bit to have him on the program. <laughs> but the Lord works in mysterious ways. I'd like to welcome Dave Haugen to our program today. It's awesome. good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. Now, I know a lot of things about you. Uh, I know that you are like the human equivalent of a caffeine burst. <laughs> you, and anybody who knows you would know that. You just have a natural energy to you. You have a natural charisma to you. You just, And you always have a smile. Who are you in your terms? Oh, man. You just bring in the question hard right <laughs> off the get-go here, Dave. Uh, good. You know, I uh, who Dave Haugen is. You know, I think I'm continuously trying to figure that one out (laughs) the lord always has you doing different things in your life right you know i think about uh my testimony when people ask hey you know what is your testimony that kind of thing and i think about that and i go you know god had two installments in my life one was just out of high school or or in high school was really giving my life to christ and the second is when we lost our son and where you really, uh, you lay down your life is, is what I say. Now, you know, I say that in kind of a way, but where you do that, where everything's been stripped away. And those two things, it's like, you, you know, you give your life, but then, you know, you really have given your life. And you've, you know, I hear, I say that's Davis's testimony or Davis's ministry that takes place. And, and, and weird things happen in Mexico where those are being shared and, and in fact, I just shared that story uh, three weeks ago to a young couple that is possibly going to lose their baby, mm-hmm. you know, and they wanted to meet up. But um, yeah, so I actually don't know a whole lot about your early life. Mm. Uh, you grew up in Gig Harbor. Yeah. You're, you're a native son. You said you gave your life to Christ in high school. Yeah. How did that come about? So that came about... Uh, I grew up here. Uh, my parents are from here. My dad is, is literally from Norway with five other sisters. And their parents moved from Norway to Tacoma, Washington. Uh, they worked in the railroads in Norway. My grandfather did move to Tacoma because in Point Defiance, probably not everybody knows this, was a huge railroad repair shop, locomotive repair shop. Huh. And so uh, anyways, that's why they moved here. Um, from that, my grandpa and grandma were big, you know, they were... Uh, just awesome Christians and 
that was a big influence in my life. My grandmother, my grandfather, in in uh, my life, because I went there and they watched me a lot. So um, that was a piece where they always bugged us about going to church. My my dad and my mom. Anyways, I I always felt that that was I wasn't anything great going through high school. There are lots of good stories there. I don't know if they're good, but there are stories. Uh, it wasn't until my senior year where um, I met my wife, Tracy, um, back then, my girlfriend, and she was going to go to this Young Life thing. I didn't know what Young Life was. So I went to this Young Life thing. There was a guy named uh, uh, Steve Reed. They called him Twigs. Real kind of tall <laughs> runner type guy and he had a really awesome has an awesome wife Michelle we're still in contact with him anyways uh, you know went to one and, and Steve and I kind of hit it off I went to like another one of their deals and Steve and I hit it off I think it was I think I only went to like maybe three clubs and then I started going to I, he invited me to a uh, Bible study uh, over the summer hmm. a- after, after my senior year and that's when I gave my life to Christ and we were riding in the car going down Highway 16 and running an errand with him and I said Dude, I just want to know more about Jesus. How do, what do I do with this? And uh, yeah, just spoke the, you know, prayed the Lord's Prayer, and I gave my life to Christ, and everything changed. And literally, I think it was, it was that was the beginning of summer. And literally after that, I think a month into that, I went to camp as a leader up to Malibu. <laughs> Well, leading, at least you just, 12 guys. <laughs> you just dabbled a little bit to begin just with, obviously. Yep, okay. Yep. So right off the get-go, I'm right in the hot seat. So, wow. Yeah. Now, was this heading into your senior year, or, or you finished I, up high school I at that point? I finished up high school. Okay. So this was end of my senior year. So um, you and Tracy are together. How long did you two date? We dated for almost seven years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. so you jump into Young Life in one month. <laughs> and it takes you seven years to commit to Tracy. Well, yeah. I'll remember that the next time I see Tracy. I'll I'll give her my... Please don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> she reminds me often. <laughs> Go ahead. We had that conversation last night, which is super funny with our daughter. Yeah. And it was because, you know, we didn't have jobs. We were both in college. And we had no way to support us. And um, and, and literally, my folks kind of supported Trace through, through college a lot with a car and... And, uh, and that kind of thing, which was really cool. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. You guys dated for quite a while, but then you got married. Yes. And this is kind of where... Now, I don't know how the seven years went. Probably highs and lows. Mm-hmm. How did the two of you interact with your faith? Uh, it was, you know, I think we both were involved in Young Life. Got involved uh, with a church in town here um just two other churches peninsula christian fellowship and then harbor covenant and then chapel hill it was it, you know we've been there for i don't remember 20 some 22 plus years so quite a long time fairly well established and you two were fairly even keeled as far as your faith with each other yeah you know i think with anybody in faith and in a relationship whether you're married not married uh it's the ups and downs, but it's the communication that is the most important. You know, like where you're at in your faith, how are you doing? And um, I think just sit down, cup of coffee, and just talking about that. That was important to us. Um, I think the thing, too, uh, we were still leading Young Life, which was really neat, in our 20s uh, for about five years. After we got married, I did it for, I think, another year. 
Um, and then, um, you know, you kind of, we sort of faded away. I wouldn't say fade away from our faith, but just sort of, everybody called us dinks, double income, no kids. Hmm. And uh, we kind of lived that free life. I mean, I don't think there was a weekend we were home. We left Friday after work and went traveling, you know, every weekend. But, um, yeah. But at some point, you mm-hmm. two are married and yep. you are you're doing your weekend thing but at some point you decide it's time yeah. to it's raise time. a family it's time to raise a family exactly we were uh we were having trouble tracy was we were having trouble uh she was having trouble getting pregnant so went saw a doctor uh she got pregnant we were taking a trip with some good friends down to mexico we're very excited about that came back and uh, we had an adverse diagnosis uh, with Davis. And um, he was diagnosed with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And his great vessels were transposed. So not just hypoplastic left heart, you know, is a condition that they successfully operate on now. But the transposition of the vessels was a huge one. Like that was going to be a tough one. Um he was so we got that diagnosis uh pretty early on uh after a level three ultrasound and i'm thinking way back because he would be 23 now uh this mm-hmm. last october and so uh he we had a level three ultrasound um and that was tough because we went into a room and this is where we really got close uh with with pastor mark too and um, went into, uh, and they came out, and they had us go into a room, and they were scheduling us for an abortion. And we were like, "What? Wait a minute! You know, we're having a baby boy here. There's got to be something." And we were crushed. We we're like, "Well, we're not doing anything." We we walked out of there in shock, of course, and um, and called up a very good friend of ours, Bob Flynn. He was in our. We had just started with Chapel Hill. We had entered into, they had cove groups at the time. Um, And we had a really unique cove group in that we had, we were the youngest at 30 and it went up to uh, people in their 70s. And it was just this beautiful group of people that just loved each other and really came around us during that time and supported us in a big way. But uh, we met with Mark that day he prayed with us and just said, man, I'm just going to pray for you guys. Whatever you guys decide, we love you. We support you here. And we went out to our car and it was, it was like the Holy Spirit came out in the car and we're like, no, we're going to move forward. We're going to go and see what we can do. And I, I can't remember the time frame, but we literally were able to um, see another doctor and he knew somebody that possibly could help us, which was another doctor at Children's Hospital in Tacoma that then sent us to another doctor at Children's in in uh, Seattle, UW. Wow. And that's where they did the operation. Um, but Davis uh, lived for, I think, was it five days and didn't make it through the operation. And this is 1997? Yeah, I think it is, Dave. Yeah. So after that was a tough year. Um, you know, we had our church behind us. Most of all... Um, that it was it was Christ that got us through that whole time. We just leaned on him, hundred and ten percent. And boy, I tell you, he just lifted us. Rough as it was, it was pretty amazing.
but that's my second second installment where uh, God God brought me to my knees that night when we lost our son. Yeah. You had to have been going through a lot of emotions, a lot of highs and lows, mm-hmm. from the moment the diagnosis was made to the moment he's born to when he passes away, mm-hmm. and after that as well. At some point, did you ever say, "Why God?" Oh and, my gosh! Yes. And what? Where were you in those times? Yeah. Yes, you, you definitely go through those times. You know, you ask that question multiple times. You know, um, and uh, I think you know there's a verse in Psalms that uh, I referred to many times that that took me. You know, I think I had the I I I know I have a little piece of paper someplace, but it was a kind of a heavy car piece of paper, you know, printed out that you know, I leaned on a lot of my times where it was dark, but I would read that and, um, and, uh, you know, kind of get me out of that a little bit, a little bit of hope, you know, and hope afterwards. It was very dark going through that and, um, really, really tough for Tracy. But, uh, you know, after that it was tough, but it, it, it became better as things. Like I said, it was, uh, a very few months it was really tough but then Tracy became pregnant again that January and that was with Anna yeah okay and the tough thing was is that we had a very high probability of having the same thing happen so that was scary Hmm. so then talk about leaning in on Christ again hard like to pray every day I think we did just to have a healthy baby girl you know through that time any complications with Anna? Nope. No. Perfect, uh, beautiful baby girl. Clear sailing. Yeah. And you have a second daughter. Grace, yes. And everything so, was yeah, well with her. Well with her. So same thing. You're you have uh you have a percentage that is possibility that you can have the same thing. So one of us carries the gene. We didn't care to find out. We just trusted in the Lord on he was gonna provide. And he did. It's not important to find the blame. Exactly. It's just important to find how you're going to react moving forward and support each other. Yep. That was the biggest thing. And it wasn't. And to reverse that, Dave, it's not like uh, we were, you know, you don't, you talk about the story. It's like you're going through pain, but people go, how did you do that? And it's like, you're not showboating. You're, You're just trying to make it. And it was it was God that took you through it, that lifted you. You know, and I think I think most part I think people saw that. You know, it wasn't us. <laughs> you know, you know, you have your children, and and I think what God had us do was embrace Him. You know, like live into Him. And um, after that, there was a uh, really great guy. His first name is Diego. Diego went, uh, started, um, gosh, I'm drawing the, it's like ride for us, run for us. They provide ultrasound machines, Mm. um, clinics. And so Trace got involved in that and they had a branch of that, which would mentor the young women that would come in there. Um, you know, that may want to get an abortion, but they see the baby because there's lots of people who want to adopt a healthy baby, you know, it's tons. And so Trace got involved with that, just, just mentoring those, not 
not changing minds, but just loving on them and saying, hey, we're here for you. Because typically it's a single mom and they don't have that support. They don't have a support structure out there. Um, but you asked that question. Um, we, we just lived into them. I, I think his story came up. I remember Mark, I, I can't remember. It was, it was right after, I think it might've been Mother's Day right after that. Uh, that he asked us to speak about it in front of the church. <laughs> and it was like, wow, okay, Lord, let's embrace it. Now, if this is Mother's Day afterwards, uh, Tracy's also about five, six months pregnant at yes. that time. Yeah, so we could share that hope. That's actually fascinating to me, mm -hmm. that you have a story of pain and suffering personally, not to mention what Davis went through, but out of this are born that the, the phoenix of hope yeah. arising out of the ashes of your situation. Mm -hmm. Not to be too glorious about it here, but yeah. it was for us. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> um, but that, no, that's really interesting. So, you know, Davis was here for an extremely short period of time, mm -hmm. but because of him, you have grown more as a couple. Is that fair to say? Oh, very much so. But you've also become more to other people around you. What have you learned from Davis that you've applied over the years to other mm. kids and other groups that you've worked with? That's a good question, Dave, because, you know, I think, I think you, I've shared that with you down in Mexico on our trip was, I think from that, I headed right into youth ministry, volunteering, you know, especially with my daughters, having daughters, I wanted to be there and you know, doing Sunday school with Chapel Hill to Wednesday nights, you know, doing breakout with, with Karen and Deb to Young Life to uh, The Hill, you know, some form. And you ask uh, that just like in our household, you know, having a son and then you have your daughters and our kids embrace him and it's really cool and they refer to him as our brother. Uh, we had we had a trunk that was that we specially went and bought and filled it with his stuff that we had got and just photos and all that sort of stuff. So when our girls were getting, you know, a little bit older, like when they were three, I think, you know, they were pretty curious, like, you know, what's inside that trunk? You know, we find it, go in the living room and there it's open and they got, you know, some stuffed animals out, of course, and they're asking questions. So of course it was like, oh, is this is a part of our family. So then we started making cakes on his birthday, you know, and celebrating him, which they just, they got into it. They took that over. <laughs> it wasn't us, Tracy or I. I mean, anything that took place was God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. well, that had to come from mom and dad to a certain degree. I, you know, I think it did, but it, I think it came from them too. It was just embracing, you know, you follow, you follow them. You know, they're just this, they're innocent and want to know and they're curious and so you you know you, you just embrace that that whole thing, uh, just like we have, you know. I mean, you know, people know our story, even though, sheesh, it's twenty three years ago. You know, I get a, I get a phone call from a good buddy that, you know, a couple's moved up here because they're from here and they have a diagnosis and and they're 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 having a tough time, you know. But just to to meet with them for coffee, you know, the husband and to have that one on one time. And to walk through that, that just kind kind of continues, you know. What do you tell them? Hmm. You know, first I want to hear their story. You know, I want them to share and how their heart's doing, and um, 
you know, where uh, typically not, you know, necessarily where their faith is. I want to, you know, I build a relationship with them because I care for them, you know, care where they're at. Um, and maybe that's just the thing, you know, it's like God just uh, after Davis was, uh, you, Dave, are now going to care differently. <laughs> because I don't think I really was up until that, you know. I mean, I was. I wasn't like a total jerk. But, um, you know, I certainly didn't look to, you know, to volunteer. I mean, we did in, you know, in our, in throughout high school and that kind of thing. This seemed sort of natural, college, you know, that sort of thing. Sure. But, you know, up until 30, you know, doing that, it's about having fun, right? Like, you know, and then after that, it was, you know, uh, really embracing and, and seeing, seeing the beautiful value of, of children, you know, in your life and, and with others. And that's one of the things that I think I'm getting out of this that I'm not sure I had thought about before. I mean, Davis was here for five days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yet take, yeah. it doesn't matter how insignificant we may think a life is. Mm-hmm. Every life has an impact mm-hmm. and every life has a lesson for us to learn. Yeah. And you have embraced his life and you help others through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, not, not looking for it by any means. It's, uh, it's when God presents it, you know. Um, it's like this, this last thing. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. And I think that's an important uh, distinction because mm. it's not like you're going around saying oh woe is us look at us or no. you know uh, trying to help someone that may or may not want yeah. it god points the people to you that yeah. he wants you to talk to it was the last thing we wanted you know we didn't want that we wanted to to move forward but there was a story you know not you know oh you know this it was like no this we're embracing this as this is this is what's been given you know we're going to move forward and uh you know it was in god's joy that uh, we were able to do that absolutely every time i see you with students uh, i'm always amazed at how focused you are on them Mm -hmm. and how much joy you have (laughs) Uh, I think you enjoy the games more than most of the kids do, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, you're actually fairly well known for putting a lot of the games together. So, yeah. um, so what what do you assign that to? Where does that come from? Oh, man. That's, that's, just, that's just God giving me that DNA. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, it's like a buddy of mine said. He's like, "Dude, you were absolutely born with a bicycle between your legs." I mean, that's just it. <laughs> your energy packed. <laughs> but I, I think it's just that, you know, and and it's just neat seeing youth enjoying themselves, right? Like just living, you know, living in in whatever they're doing, and and seeing that is just really cool. Whether we do Mexico or you know, take them hiking and that kind of thing. I think it's just that joy of seeing new, you know, seeing something and, and out in, in God's world, you know, and, and all of us being a part of that, you know, leading and leading them in that adventure. You know, it's cool. And the questions they have, you know, try not to speak a whole lot. Love for them to ask the questions. You are a good listener. I, I do notice that when you, deal with kids sometimes not (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, better listener than me. Uh, We'll go with that. Has this allowed you to look more outward? You know, it's it's funny you said that because ever since I've I've led, there's always been, you know, a young man, even on our Mexico trip, that I embrace maybe heavier. We kind of not that he gets my time anymore by any means. You know, everybody does a hundred percent. But uh, you know, there's always one somebody that, you know, you just you know, really click with your heart and, you know, just kind of dig a little deeper with and, you know, whoever that might be. But, that's, and that's even, I say that and that's even tough because it feels like, you know, when we've done Mexico, it's like, well, we're really digging to every one of those kids' hearts, right? Like, yes. <laughs> one or the other, one of them cries. You and I typically both cry. Both cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find it interesting when you said that you don't regret anything because what that speaks to to me is a faith mm-hmm. that davis may not be here with us on earth but he is still here mm-hmm. and he is still yeah with us but he's not with us he's in heaven mm-hmm. how has your perception of heaven changed Hmm. from this that's a good question the only thing i think about is like hey you know i get to see him again you know at some point which is really cool you know what form i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but um you know at what age you know what i mean (laughs) Right, right so that's really cool um that's really uh had given trace and i you know great heartfelt joy early on for sure um i typically don't share that with somebody that like somebody i'm sitting with unless they bring that up that is hasn't had their child yet because i typically want to bring them hope you know we had we you know midway we had a point of hope you know that i believe god has given intelligence to doctors to do an excellent job and um and and we gave that faith and and we sh- the interesting thing was Dave is we really we really didn't let down on our faith at the hospitals you know with the nurses and all that and they still reached out to us after and and uh, it was really cool that was a cool experience you know them seeing still our joy in such a dire situation where you know I can't imagine other people you know maybe people you know, yell at the doctors, like, what can you do? How come you're not doing enough to, you know, just walking away to, you know, divorces to all this. And, um, you know, to have our church come around us and, you know, to have our Cove group down and family come down and hold him, you know, it's a beautiful experience. One thing that you said made me think of the Bible verse that don't worry about tomorrow. Today has its own issues. Tomorrow mm-hmm. has its own issues. Don't borrow them. So sure. you're, you're living in the moment when you're, when you're talking to other couples or mm-hmm. other people, when you're dealing with other kids. They're not yours, but in a way, you are feeling some responsibility for them. You are in the moment, mm-hmm. and you're not worrying about tomorrow, and you're not judging from yesterday. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Oh my gosh, yes, Dave. And in a little bit, uh, how I've learned that through that situation in today's life, 
like sometimes you know through tough situations or you know even even going on trips with kids is taking it day by day like get up and rejoice for that day and embrace it 110% because tomorrow and the next day you don't know what changes or what's going to happen and if you do that then when tomorrow comes you know what if it's all changed around big deal you move on you move into that day 110% and so it's just like you get up each day and you embrace it and it's like God what do you have for me today this is going to be good and just moving on now mind you i'm a very planned out person and those kinds of things and and you can have something planned out but if you tend to lean on that a bit too much and it disrupts maybe what god has for you takes you away takes your mind away from possibly you know that kid coming up to you because he sees your demeanor a little off instead of embracing him you know and that's that's a perfect example of like for Mexico or even, you know, number of hiking trips to, you know, mountain climbing experiences I've had with, you know, bringing kids up and probably needed my head examined for that. But <laughs> I know that my son has been on one of those as well. Uh, he oh, did those it. are the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know that it's he, the Mount Adams uh, he, got a, I, he got a lot out of that. So I do appreciate that. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's probably a tough question, so I will apologize in advance. When you see Davis, what will you tell him? Mm-hmm. I better start thinking about it. I'm getting older. No. Um, what I really want to say is that we didn't forget. I didn't forget about you. That's what I say. It's like, I didn't forget about you, ever. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he would tell you, well done. I'm proud to have been your son. Mm. Is there anything else you would like to add today? I think what you've seen, Dave, I've known you, is, I th- was that second installment of Christ? You know, first mm-hmm. installment given my life, um, and it's God's second installment in my life was like, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do youth mission, you know, some form whether that's coaching soccer, to be an example, and to be a uh, you know an example um, for those kids, you know somebody that's solid, you know to be there that's safe, and uh, you know something my brother-in-law told me one time, and it was like, and it meant a lot more to me um, than his meaning probably was, but he goes, you know I always know where to find you. And it said a lot more to me than just the house we live in. That I'm not going to move there, but he always knows where to find me. Dave, you are a shining light. Don't make and me cry, Dave. I <laughs> am lucky to call you a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, I consider you a brother. Thank you very much for your time today. Dave, thank you. And I think another podcast we're going to have is just, uh, it's just kind of, shooting the breeze on our on our <laughs> on our trips <laughs> oh my goodness some called memories. mexico 101 some <laughs> memories yes sir thank you so thank much you, for Dave. your time honor bro this has been hill stories originating at chapel hill church in gig harbor washington 
The opinions expressed are those of the participants for the edification of our listeners and do not necessarily reflect those of Chapel Hill leadership or the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. If you would like more information or to submit an idea for a future episode, our email address is hillstories at chapelhillpc.org. For everyone here at Chapel Hill, I'm David Wilson. Thank you and God bless.